When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. July 21st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, there was real baseball in Cleveland for the first time last night. Uh, this season, the Indians beat the Pittsburgh Pirates in an exhibition game. They scored 11 runs. They hit four home runs. Mike Clevenger uh, looked, you know, almost to where they need him to be. Uh, what were your impressions of the, the game? First time seeing baseball here from the press box. Joe, the first impression was, you know, I got so used to those inter-squad games going five and six innings. You know, when they start really playing and they go nine innings, it's, you forget how, how long this thing is. But other than that, that's just personal. Uh, they, they went about they went about three hours and 26 minutes last night yeah <laughs> I know that was but uh I like Clevenger I thought you know he, uh he didn't look like he was struggling with his rotation uh I mean his rotation I mean his is a delivery looked like his knee held up fine I still think he's searching for his uh, velocity looks like to me I mean 94 is good but he's usually you know more you know a little higher than that so I think you know, he'll probably work into that during the season. But, uh, you know, it, it was much better than his last start in the inter-squad game. I was, I was worried, and I think maybe the Indians were worried, too. Um, like the, liked the way the bullpen pitched at the end. You know, uh, Hunter Wood and, and Karen Chak retired the last six guys they faced. Karen Chak was really impressive, struck out the side. Um, and uh, you've got to like the way the top of the order hit. Uh, Hernandez, Ramirez, Lindor, Santana. Santana didn't get a hit, but the top three guys did. And, you know, before the game, Tito said uh, he's going to go with those. So four switch hitters, uh, that's, that's how he's going to start the season with. So, you know, I, I, I thought he might move those guys around, but this must be the best, the, the way he thinks their best chance to win is. And uh, he, he mentioned after the game directly, uh, the first at-bat of the game for Cesar Hernandez, a uh, 12-pitch at-bat, ends with a single up the middle. He saw everything that uh, the, the Pittsburgh pitcher Williams was able to throw up there. He gave all three, all four of those guys in the top of the order uh, a good long look at what that pitcher was throwing. Uh, if he's able to, to do that this season, to have at-bats like that every game, Boy, that, that, that really turns things around. He said 
uh, Tito said that Cesar Hernandez, his at bat directly led to the Indian scoring runs. And, yeah, that was a great at bat. You pointed that out with your question to Tito after the game. And uh, 12 pitches right out of the shoot. And then he had another great at bat, his second at bat before he lined out. And then he gets a first pitch, first pitch, first pitch single in his third at bat. So, you know, that we're starting to see what this guy can do at the top of the lineup, what, what he can offer. And, uh, you know, if that's, if that's a sample, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, Ramirez, Lindor, and, and Santana are really going to benefit. And, and then Frankie was just Frankie, uh, had a double and then a three-run homer to uh, untie the game later on in, in the ballgame. Uh, he, he looks – if he can be locked in when the season starts and just go from there, uh, that, that pretty much changes everything for this ball club if, if, if Frankie is locked in and, you know, in, in midseason form right from the get-go. Yeah, and he's in the RBI position now instead of leading off. Uh, you saw that in the fifth inning with that three-run bomb he hit. Uh, you know, bang! You're, you know, you're, you're up. You know, instead of tie game, it's you're up six-three, and uh, you know you're you're in the lead, and you don't give it up. So we're seeing the benefits of that. Um, you know, it, it's it's really I I would I would love to see this over the course of 162 games. What this guy could do. Now we're going to see it for 60. You know, we're going to have to be satisfied. Hopefully, we see it for 60. But boy, Joe, would that would be exciting to see the see what Lindor could do over 162 games through uh, through 60 games, I believe last year, through 60 games as a leadoff hitter, Frankie had scored 40 runs almost. I think 39 runs through 60 games. Do you think Hernandez can can match that sort of output in the leadoff spot with Frankie batting behind him? Well, you know, that's a good point. Uh, you know, he doesn't run as well as, as Lindor does, but uh, we saw him. I think he stole a base last night, uh, stole second base before Lindor's home run. And I guess, uh, you know, if you run the bases, you know, you know, if you're just an adequate base runner and a guy's hitting doubles behind you, it doesn't matter how, right. how fast you are, you're going to score. and Or if he's hitting home runs, you're going to score. So, you know, we know what Lindor can do. You know, last three years, over 30 home runs, over 40 doubles per year and uh, to put that production that kind of bat down in the middle of your lineup and or in the best spot you know where you hit your best hitter is the number three spot I think that's going to have pay huge dividends for this team Frankie uh, hit the home run uh, had a little bit of a bat flip kind of at the plate when he hit it and then as he rounded second base uh, stared at Eric Gonzalez the shortstop uh, old buddy uh, there for the Pirates uh, it's kind of a funny moment, not not real serious. I think uh, I think the two of them had an exchange over by the dugout as well, that was captured on camera. But uh, you know, good to see that he's he's got the the right approach and the good attitude uh, as well going into the season. Yeah, definitely. He always he's always having fun. And uh, Gonzo, I looked at him at the plate. He's huge. Yeah, he's, he's like six two, yep. six three now. I mean, I remember when he was a skinny little, like, 170 pounds. He was wearing some Spider-Man shirt in spring training. I looked at him now. He, geez, oh, man, he got big. He's, he's filling out. You know, they, he's getting older. He's getting stronger. I Hoinsie, hope he has a good year. Hoinsie, they grow up quick. What are you going to do? They grow up quick so fast. It's, uh, you know, one minute they're in braces, and then the next minute you're, you're watching them hit home runs. Uh, speaking of growing up quick, Bradley Zimmer, again, staying consistent at the plate. 
He hit balls to left field and right field yesterday, batting out of the nine hole for the Indians. Uh, this guy's this guy's not only on the club, is he a starter now? Yeah, he's locked in. And Cole Tucker stole the third hit from him for the great catch in center field with a sprawling catch against the wall. Cole Tucker, what, the uh, older brother of uh, Carson the Tucker, number one pick, right? Yeah, Carson Tucker, the number one pick at shortstop. And I thought this guy was a shortstop, Joe. He's out there playing center he, field. He is, but but they've got uh, they've got a shortstop ahead of him, plus they've got Gonzalez. You know, it, it, oh, yeah, right. He's blocked there, so they're trying to get him on the field any way they can. He's a great catch, though. That was, and it robbed the Zimmer. Zimmer's – he's locked in, Joe. He's, uh, you know, I think from, you know, what um, – Frank Kona said before the game uh, yesterday, just uh, kind of indicating, you know, w- there's no place else to play him. You know, I mean, you can't send him to AAA. There is no AAA. He's not going to do anything if you send him to Eastlake. So you've got to, you know, he's he's here right now. This is where he's going to get his at-bats. And hopefully he carries this, what he's done during spring training too, into the regular season because they need to start hot. And, He's hot right now. Well, and the nice thing about the way that the roster construction and the, the numbers are, are going to be staggered at the beginning of the season is you can afford to keep Bradley Zimmer on – not having played the last two years. You can afford to keep Bradley Zimmer on your roster and play him in the first two weeks of the season in those first – those critical 15 games, hoping that he carries over this, this momentum and the hot streak from uh, summer camp. And if he doesn't, when the rosters have to be reduced – you can send him to Eastlake without any problem. If he doesn't carry this over and continue to hit, you have no problem sending him down to Eastlake just to when the roster reductions hit. Yeah, what, what it's two weeks they go down to uh, Two weeks they go down to 28, and then four weeks they got to be at 26, which is what the number would have been at the start of the, the regular season anyways. Yeah, and uh, but what a great story so far, Joe. I hope he yep. keeps going. He. He's had a long road back, and uh, like uh, he just seems like he's a man on a mission. He's got a little chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove a point, and uh, I hope he stays healthy and you know keeps hitting the baseball. Speaking of staying healthy, we got the chance to talk to Jordan Luplo last night after the game. He spoke about uh, you know his road back after basically suffering from the beginning of this camp from a, a sore lower back and, and the, the work that he's put into to get himself back into playing shape last night, hits a home run uh, in his first at bat and in the game, uh, actually uh, he entered as a defensive replacement in right field, got tested right away, had to make a nice running catch, but then comes up, hits a home run. Uh, he looks like he's going to be okay, going to be healthy and going to be able to make the opening day roster. Yeah. He said, uh, you know, he, he said he had some doubts, uh, a couple times uh, last week, he had trouble getting out of bed, couldn't bend over, pick up stuff off the floor. Uh, but the trainers got him back in. Uh, they've, they've got him on a program where he thinks, you know, he can uh, stay on the field and, and uh, continue to contribute. And he almost hit another home run in the seventh, Joe. He kind of, you know, a long fly to a left field kind of, you know, died at the track. But it looked like it uh, – you know, it, it, it looked like for a moment that it might might get over the wall. Right, and and this is a guy who and, – and he hit the home run off a right-handed uh, pitcher. Uh, he hit the long fly ball off the right-handed pitcher. Uh, this is a guy who, if he's healthy, is one of the most dangerous right-handed bats against left-handed pitching uh, in, in the American League last year, and the, the Indians are going to need that. 
Yeah, and I, you know, it, w- it would have been, I think he probably got hurt more than anybody. One of the guys who kind of suffered the most with the, you know, spring training getting uh, canceled in, in uh, February and March and uh, not really having a full spring training too because he was going to get a shot to see if he could play every day to see if he could hit right-handers. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, w- you know w- we'll see how he's used, but I would imagine he's, you know, he's, gonna, he's back in that coming off the bench, facing lefties or, you know, in the lineup when, when the opposition starts a lefty. Well, that's especially with Tyler Naquin proving himself healthy and with left-handed bats in Bradley Zimmer, uh, as, as well as if Jake Bowers is, is in the mix at all. Yeah, and uh, Bowers, you know, comes through and makes everyone remember him. He hits a home run late in the, in the eighth inning. Yeah, it's, uh, something tells me, though, that might be uh, not, not too little too late, but just sort of something that, uh, you know, Tito didn't mention it in the, in the postgame, didn't, didn't point it out uh, about that Bowers home run. It's more like, uh, you know, I, I think he's, he's destined for, for Eastlake at some point uh, by the end of this week. Um, Mike Freeman, uh, another guy, uh, the, the sort of not, not necessarily the battle because I think, uh, both Arroyo and Freeman are going to make the roster as utility guys, but Freeman with a double and a home run last night, uh, nice to have your, uh, your fourth option on the infield, uh, you know, locked in heading into the regular season. Yeah. And Freeman did, you know, he really, I think he earned the coaching staff's trust last year by the way he handled himself plays all over the place he's playing some first base now uh can play the outfield he pitched and you know he's a left-handed hitter that can hit coming off the bench and, but you know most of all he you know he can catch the ball and right. but he was also a contributor offensively and I think you know uh Francona loves those kind of guys and I think uh, Freeman you know didn't do certainly didn't do anything to hurt his chances of making the club here all right. What did you see out of the bullpen that you already mentioned? What what you know what you thought was was good last night? What did you see out of the bullpen that caused you concern last night? You know, I don't know what it is. I, I have a little nagging concern about hand. I felt that you know he gives up the the home run to uh, Josh Bell. Now Josh Bell's a great hitter, mm-hmm. but a left on left matchup. I thought you know he usually controls lefties pretty well. Uh, I thought uh, and. Uh, Bell hit that a long way, man. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, Joe. I, I just, you know. Hey, hey look. Was, hey, hey, look. Yeah, thirty plus, thirty-five plus years on the beat. You're when you have an instinct about something. I'm, I'm generally going to go with that. So if, if there's some sort of spidey sense tingling that says, uh, <laughs> that says Brad, there might be something going on with Brad Hand. I'm, I'm going to trust Hoinsey's gut here. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll ride with that. But go on. Yeah, and uh, you know they said. Uh, remember last last spring they said Hand came to camp and was throwing really hard early. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to this year. They wanted him to little back off a little bit, work into his velocity. So maybe that's what's going on here too. So you know, and I like the way uh, Simber came in and got you know bailed out Whitgren, but uh, you know I also you know he comes back in the eighth and you know four straight guys reach base. And, you know, that's, that's where that new rule kind of comes into effect where, you know, he's got to stay in there and face three guys, especially if you start the inning. So, uh, you know. Well, but if, he, little... but if he had already faced three guys prior to starting the inning, does he have to, does he have to still face three more guys? He faced, no, he came in and struck out. The, he had one, one at bat, one, one hitter in the, uh, oh, okay. in the seventh. So and then he comes back out, I think. So after two, good... 
after he's two batters, two, right? after he's two batters, two he's allowed. Yeah. yeah. So they could have, so they could have brought him. They, they could have come and get him, but you know, he's they're letting him pitch his way out, but he pitched his way into trouble. But I think I don't know. But other than that, he's he's had a pretty good camp. I think he hasn't really right. struggled too much. And you know, other than that, you know, I thought. Uh, what about Wickren? Wickren was well, that was a, that was a weird. You know, he had a couple. You know what? What one, two, three, four. He had a couple of walks. Faces, yeah, faced six guys. Five of them reached base. He did right. make a great play getting thrown the guy out at the plate. That, that, was, that was a great play. That was about as as nifty a, a, a play uh, fielding a ground ball in front of home plate and throwing home to to get the force out at home. Uh, I thought, wow, that's pretty pretty slick. I believe he went barehanded with it. Yeah. And Whitgren's built up. I mean, you know, it's hard to complain about Whitgren. I mean, right. what he did last year, five and one. I mean, he's he really saved them. I mean, and that was a guy that what he was he had been DFA'd by the Marlins. Right. The Indians signed him, it was just a great sign. And so well, you know, I guess you you know, this end of camp. Let's uh we'll give him we'll give him a, a, give him a, a pass a, on a that. Like, I, I did notice that. I, I the idea that maybe he was tinkering with some stuff in a game that really didn't matter. Uh, I did notice uh, he had like a, a sort of a hesitation move in one of his deliveries where he came set, he brought his knee up, and then he almost did like a double clutch, paused there at the top of his delivery, and then threw a strike and struck out a, a batter. Uh, so who knows, maybe he was working on something, tinkering with something. But uh, either way, he the, uh, the results weren't great last night for him. But, you know, as long as he's healthy and ready, I think, like, like Tito likes to say, as long as you're healthy, by the end of this, that that's what's important. Yeah, and uh, you know he really is kind of a overlooked guy in that pen too. I mean, mm -hmm. he's going to be like you were saying, he's going to be the setup guy to hand, and then you kind of work out work out from there, you know. And right. so that's what that's the thing. What we were talking about yesterday about how many they're going to carry ten relievers, right? Mm -hmm. That's at least that's what we think. That's that's the idea is yeah they're going to have five starters and ten relievers. So. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of arms coming out of that pen. <laughs> well, and and you're going to need them in the first, at least in the first, you know, six games or so. You're going to you're going to see everybody pitch in those in those in that first yeah. series. You know, somebody's going to get out there and 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 on the mound out of the bullpen. Uh, you're going to see Adam Plucko at some point come out of the bullpen and pitch. So hopefully it's not because they're you know down early and the starter has to go, but that that's going to be the case. Uh Tonight, Carlos Carrasco uh, gets a uh, inter squad start, uh, probably the, the the last inter squad game of of the summer camp before they go and play one more exhibition game in Pittsburgh, and then Thursday they sort of maybe have a workout and, and they're off, and then uh, then the real deal starts on Friday. Yeah, the, the bright lights come on, and uh, Carlos is you know he, he he reminds me a lot of Clevenger right now. He's kind of still working his way into it. You know, this is a guy, like we've said before, you know, he hadn't started since May of last year. He's back in the rotation now. Um, he had some good off-speed stuff uh, last uh, his last time out. Uh, his velocity, I don't think he's ever been really, really a hard, hard throw. He's not a 97, 98 guy. But, you know, I think it's probably – I think they'd like to see him, you know, you know, tick up a little bit in uh, velocity, but uh, he looked really uh, calm, cool, and collected on the mound the last time out. And uh, 
we'll see what where this takes him. I I would think what he went I think four or five last last. Uh, I think he's scheduled time. for about four four innings this time maybe. Yeah, just not keep him fresh and uh, for his start. Uh, what yeah. next week or over the weekend probably? Yeah, right. Yeah, well, uh, Friday, Friday, Saturday, 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 Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. He he would be the Sunday starter Sunday yeah. night. So uh, we shall see. But yes, the 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 regular season rapidly approaching as uh, as we get ready. What was what was weird? What was different about uh, game conditions? First real game situation last night there at the ballpark for you. What was what what stood out? Uh. You know, I'll tell you what stood out. I, I almost had a heart attack when they started uh, firing the fireworks after home runs. I had no idea that was coming. It sounded like it sounded like an atomic bomb went off behind behind. They were that much louder because there <laughs> no, were no fans. Yeah, it just echoed. It was, and every time, and they hit, they had to hit like ten home runs. I was jumping out of my seat every time. Everybody's laughing at me. It scared the hell out of me. Well, I saw I saw tweets from the uh, the folks there in the press box. Tom Withers, the AP writer, said that they rattled his molars, and um, the uh, Zach and and Ryan and Mandy, uh, who who work in the in the press box for other media outlets, they they mentioned that the the guy who lights off the fireworks was the happiest guy in the ballpark last night because he finally got to do his job. Um, yeah, yes. it was like there was like there was like about. Ten years ago, somebody l- dropped a, a, a bomb, right, uh, a bomb uh, at the like ballpark. Like an M80, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was some kind of pipe bomb or somebody got – but that's what it reminded me of. It was so loud. It was like – because this happened that, – that happened like late. You know, everybody had gone. We were writing our – still writing our stories. And then the, – and we heard the explosion. But then – but those those things going off to celebrate the home runs. We got we need some some kind of shock absorbers in that ballpark <laughs> to absorb the sound, Joe. Some of those so egg, I, you know, I, <laughs> Yeah, line line the walls with egg crates to, to reduce yeah, so, the sound. <laughs> so I don't get jump out of the press box. Well, I I did confirm with the the folks there in the box that there was no seventh inning stretch played. That's uh, right. The, yeah. so how 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 do you have baseball and not have the seventh inning stretch? That's I, I don't know if that's going to continue. If they're going to have slider at the games, they better have a seventh inning stretch. Yeah, they got, is, is slider going to be there? I hope so. I, yeah. It's, is it a game? Is, is it a game that counts if slider isn't right. there? I don't know. He better be dancing on the dugout. It, that should be one of the things that the camera crew does while you're videoing that game is find slider in the crowd. So, <laughs> or not, not in the crowd, but in the ballpark. Yeah. All right, Hoinsey, we're, uh, we're about out of time. We'll – Check in again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, how many more sleeps? One, two, three more sleeps before real baseball. So uh, here we go. You sound like you're waiting to count down to Christmas. Oh, my goodness. We'll see. Uh, all right, Hoinsey, we'll talk to you again next time on the uh, Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe. Take care, buddy. <laughs>